Hello, I want to welcome you to Kingdom Success University, which is a faith-based podcast that teaches kingdom principles in a practical but strategic way. Some of the key principles that will be highlighted but not limited to are effective communication, developing a success mindset, leadership skills, how to develop healthy relationships, finances, character, and much more. Let us explore how you can personally expand your capacity to succeed in life. Hi, my name is James. I am a proud father to two sets of twin girls who are seven and five. My background is in project and program management. I have been in the industry for over 16 years with certifications and experience in Lean Six Sigma Master Black Belt, Change Manager Practitioner, Project Management Professional, and Certified Scrum Master. When I'm not busy with my daughters or at work, I love to sing, dance, write, read, run 10 miles a day, work out, spend time with my family and friends, and listen to sermons. My overall mission is to teach the gospel to those who truly desire a change in their lives and are looking to reach their fullest potential in life. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Success University, where we teach kingdom principles in a practical but strategic way. I want to welcome everyone here. So there was an episode that I did last time called Qualifiers for Courtship Women Only. And the amount of feedback that I've received from men and women has been astronomical. So I want to thank everyone for the feedback and, and really just telling me how it blessed you. So I, I really do appreciate that. And I'm glad that this podcast is making some type of impact in the world. So what I thought to do is now do qualifiers for courtship men only. Now, what I would like to go over right quick is one is a recap of last episode so where we can kind of come up to date as and how we got here. Then transition into the qualifiers that men should be looking for into women. And then third, have some closing remarks. And so that'll be what we basically do here. So just to take a step back, in our last episode, we were talking about how women should qualify men when they're in the friendship phase. So when you look at the kingdom process, kingdom relationship process, there's only three phases the friendship, courtship, and then marriage. Now, some people try to mix courtship with dating, which dating and courtship are not the same. So I just want to put that out there. And so to put some parameters around how you can start to gauge women, the the men that you're talking to, there were 10 qualifiers that I said hey, here are some of the qualifiers to look for. And this was coming out of 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 7. And to just uh, rattle these off, so number one, we said life needs to be above reproach. Number two is must be faithful in all things in this life. Number three, 
must exercise self-control, live wisely and have a good reputation. Number four is for him to be hospitable. Number five is must be able to teach, meaning being able to teach the word. So in order for him to teach the word, he must first read, know, apply, then teach that word. And then number six is must not be a heavy drinker or violent. And that could be verbally or uh, verbally, physically, or emotionally. Uh, must be gentle and not a lover of money. Number eight is must manage his household well, which, which means that he must have healthy relationships, maintaining these healthy relationships in his life. Siblings, mother, whoever, whoever uh, is in his life, does he maintain healthy relationships? Number nine, uh, must not be a new believer. So I put that more in terms of immature thinking. Not saying that that's a bad thing in terms of being a new believer. It's just in our thinking, it's not fully developed and ingrained in the kingdom as it should. So again, immature thinking does not fit well with a kingdom woman. And then number 10 is must have a good reputation outside of the church, which for what we call is community. So those were basically the qualifiers in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 7. And we talked about these. Now, there was something that I said when I was reviewing this that I want to clear, clear up right quick. So um, in the session last episode, I said that Jesus came with, you know, some truth, but I want to kind of uh, clarify that statement and say, well, Jesus comes with all truth. And so I just want to make sure that I was clear on that. It's not some truth, it's all truth. So, and that's just where I stand with that statement. But to move on, I really want to help women before we transition over to men of how we should qualify women, is that help women to understand the path that we're on. And to understand how this path works, you have to understand the mindset that men, most men go through. Now, I'm not saying that all men are boxed into this, but this is something that I studied and something that I really meditated on and, and, and received some revelation knowledge through. And so there's a path that we travel. And in this path, there's this three phases, three phases that men go through. The first phase is childhood. The second phase is boyhood. And the third phase is manhood. And let me explain. So in the childhood phase, it's more of a self-centered approach. So the mindset in this childhood phase is where we become very selfish. It's about us. It's about our cars. It's about our house. It's about what we do, right? As, as a child, we, we just kind of, you know, focus in on us. We're not thinking about anybody else. But then there's supposed to be a transition. And in this transition should be boyhood. Now, in boyhood, it's interesting because in this phase that we're in, we're emotionally immature. Now, 
when I think about immaturity, I, you know, I was like, okay, what's the definition of that? I, I'm trying to understand it. But here's my personal definition, okay? Just my personal definition. Usually I don't like to put my personal preference on this, but just to help people and the audience out there to understand, um, I say this. The mindset is we do what's right some of the time. So when we're in that phase of emotional immaturity, we know what's right, but we just don't always do what's right. So we know we're supposed to treat our siblings, right? We know that we're supposed to respect our parents and go to church or, 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 or um, you know, open doors for, for women and, you know, just things like that. We know what we're supposed to do, but sometimes we just don't do it for whatever reason. Just, hey, I'm, I'm in that category myself, right? But there's another phase that men should transition into. Now, there's some men out there that are in this phase. It's called manhood. And in manhood, the mindset in manhood is that we're emotionally mature. And with being emotionally mature, that means we know what's right and we do what's right all the time. Now, that doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. But when we do make mistakes, we rectify those mistakes. And so this is the path that we as men travel on. But here's the challenge. So there are some women out here, and they will probably preach to this and say, amen, amen, is that some of the men that women are encountering are really in childhood and boyhood phase. Even though they're 25, 28, 30, 35, 40, 50, you, you name the number, there are some men that are still in the mindset of being in childhood, where it's always about them. And it's always about their emotions. It's always about their feel and their thrill. And the struggle sometimes that, that, that women have at times with, with encountering men, and again, I'm not saying all men and I'm not saying all women, so I don't want you know, anyone to email me and say, oh, James said this. But what I'm saying is that, that, that what society has pumped into us men is that, you know, that, 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 hey, you know, Hey, go and have fun and, 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 and buy toys and be focused on the, the, the ancillary things. But here's the struggle. Even though the childhood and the boyhood in our minds may be fun, it's just not sustainable to a relationship with women who are qualified. And so through this transition, we must understand as men that, hey, we're on this path. But sometimes as men, we don't necessarily know 
what path we're on because we don't see these, these invisible forces in our lives. So we go in life kind of blind saying, okay, hey, just trying to get a feel and trying to figure life out. But then, you know, we're trying to figure life out on a woman's dime. And some women are kind of feeling like, whoa, 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 hold on. Hey, I, I got things figured out over here. We need you to get something figured out. So, so there's this tug of war, as you see, when you're meeting a person and you're trying to get to know the person that, again, women, the mindset or the phase that a man may be in may not necessarily fit or be conducive to what you're really looking for in a life partner. So we have to readjust our framework or our perspective about things. Now, I'm not here to tell you what you should do. And I'm not here to tell you what you need to do. What I'm here to do is just to provide you some perspective of how I start to learn and how to maneuver in life and understanding of what a life partner should consist of. So to understand, men, that where we need to be, we must first know where we're at. Now, let me give you this analogy. When you're going to a place that you've never been within your own city and you put the address in the GPS and then the GPS takes you to this place that you've never seen and you're like, this is not the place and you're lost. So you call your friend and you say, hey, friend, I am lost. So what's the first thing or the first question your friend will ask you? Where are you at? So in life, men or women, we must first know where we're at in order to provide that direction to the other person to guide us to where we need to be. Now, what I am trying to help assist with is to help each individual to identify, well, where, where, where am I at in life? It, it, that no one's judging you. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to tell you that, all oh, you shouldn't be here or be there. What I'm saying is, hey, do you know where you're at to at least know where you need to be? But you got to know where you're at before you get to where you need to be. So now that we know the, the path that men go through, the mindset, well, men, let's figure out, well, what's the path that women go through and maybe get into the mindset? So here's the path most traveled for women. Three phases. Dependency independent and interdependent. Now, let's talk about this. I'm not here to ruffle feathers, but I'm here just to tell you simply what, what, what I've experienced and what I've seen and just give you some perspective, kingdom success per perspective. So the phase that women go through is this dependent phase. And this is where they're insecure, right? 
And in this insecure phase, they're, they're trying to find themselves. They're trying to understand themselves, right? And the, in, in, in the, and, 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 and in this mindset that they're trying to find themselves, they're just trying to get some footing in life, right, as a child. But then there's a transition that happens very quickly. They go to the independent phase, which they're very secure. They have their own house. They have their own car. They have their own mortgage. They have, a, they have their own money. Right, so they have all of these things that they are secure about. And typically in this phase for women is that they, they, they found themselves, right? They know who they are. They know what they want most times, which is awesome. But then there's, there's, this, there, there's this blind spot I didn't realize that society doesn't teach. Now, let me give you some perspective about me and how I was raised. So I'm from San Antonio, Texas. And for the most part of my life, my grandpa raised my sister and I. And in this house, and my sister can validate this, I lived with eight women in the house. So you can imagine, men, that it was very interesting, very fun in my household. And so I saw a lot of things. I heard a lot of things. But there's one thing that I heard most times. And it was my grandma. We call her Mama. And I would hear her say this, you know, most times. You don't need a man. Independence. Now, it, now she wasn't being malicious because she was definitely with my grandpa. She was living with my grandpa, right? Married. And, and it was amazing living with, living with them. Now, it wasn't always perfect, right? But what's perfect? But I, I heard this all the time. And then what, what happened when this mindset was, was, was constantly enforced, reinforced in the household, and, they, and, and, and these women took the mindset and going out into the world and saying, okay, now I want a partner, they struggled in relationships. Now, that's interesting. Because in my age, at my age, I'm like, why is it that they're struggling when if a woman being independent is a great thing and it's amazing, it's awesome. Why is it not working when it comes to partnership? Because here's one thing that in kingdom that is not taught often. Interdependence. Now, this is very interesting. Interdependence is really a partnership. And let me just walk you through the mindset of these phases with women, men, 
that that we can start to understand because now when we when we encounter women, we can kind of get a feel to say, okay, where, where are they at in this phase? And this is not to pigeonhole people. This is not to make to, to, to bash anybody here. This is just to help give you some perspective to say, okay, where are they at mindset-wise? So in the mindset of dependency, the mindset is I need a man. I need a man. And there are men out there who are in boyhood and childhood that loves that. Yeah, I want a woman to need me. But there's consequences and struggles with that. In fact, I have a friend who will remain unnamed here. But he um, he dates this, he's been dating this young lady for years and years. And in fact, when I met her, I already knew that she was in this dependent phase. But she was very negative towards him because he was in the boyhood phase, very emotionally immature. Now he paid bills, he, 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 he worked, he was consistent. But I can tell you right now, the struggle that he had with her and with, and, and with each other was the mere fact that when it came to a partnership, it was hard because now when you're in a dependent, when you're in a dependent phase in a boyhood phase, that doesn't really merge for a partnership for trust. So they struggled partnering with one another. So when it comes to the dependent mindset, the thought process typically is, I need a man. Then there's the second phase, which is independent. And this is where women have found themselves. And in this, they say, I don't need a man. Now, that's very interesting. So to be in a relationship and then decide that you don't need a man can kind of be conflicting here. And so when, so when you hear this, so when men kind of get this sense like, well, I, I don't need this and I don't need this from you, it's kind of like this combative spirit that you're sensing. And it turns, it, turn, it turns men off. But there's one thing that in my family that my grandma Grandpa and other people did not teach. It's interdependence. Now, this is interesting because in the interdependent phase, the mindset is that I have found the right man. I have the right man that I can truly step into partnership with. Which makes a lot of sense. But in order for us men to understand 
what we're getting ourselves into to understand how to gauge women and how to understand like, okay, where is her mindset at? We must first know what path she travels. So notice that in this phase of security that she's in when she's in the independent phase, that why would she, in her mind, this is how she, this is what some women think. I won't speak for all women, but some women think like this. Why would I leave a, a phase of independence that I know what I'm getting on a continuous basis because I know what I'm going to do versus to get in a relationship and get with a person that I have no clue what he's going to bring to the table, but yet that's something that I need to submit to. Yet, but that's something that I need to follow. And some women are thinking, thanks, but no thanks. So, so then now, when we understand what phase that men or women are, are in, you start to understand in certain relationships how some men or how some women get with one another. Because I'd be like, hold on, how, how did this young woman get with this man over here? Well, hey, if she's in her secure, independent phase, and she gets with a man that's still in boyhood, even though he's 30, 35, she can say, okay, well, he's paying some bills. He has his own house. He's doing this. But, you know, hey, I got to build him up. Let me build him up. But in that security, she can still have something in her pocket to say, hey, if anything goes wrong, I got, hey, I got my bank account here. Hey, I got some money set aside. Hey, I have some things on the side. I have a plan B. Because, see, what carries with that spirit is, hey, if it's going to be as up to me, for me. Now, that's not a bad thing. I'm not knocking that. But what I'm saying, men, is that, hey, you need to now engage when we're saying qualifications, qualifiers. We need to understand what are we gauging and what are we looking for? See, this is what I didn't realize as a man. But let's turn our attention to this truth. So I want to pull something out because this is a commonly used scripture. And I want to bring your attention to this. Now, when you hear men say this, because I've heard this, and I, I probably said it maybe once or twice. But I want to bring your attention to the scripture. When at times when a man is describing like, hey, what are you looking for? Now these, now, now in the circles of Christianity, because obviously I'm a Christian here, here's what's commonly used. I'm looking for a Proverbs 31 woman. And then they start rattling off like, yeah, she cooks, she cleans, she's an entrepreneur, she does this. And I'm like, well, hold on, well, hold on, hold on. You're talking about what she does. But in the Bible, it highlights something different. And let me turn your attention to this. Proverbs 31, verse 10, 
through 12. I'm going to read this. It says, who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her. And she will greatly enrich his life. Verse 12, she brings him good, not harm, all the day, days of her life. Now, this is right before King Solomon starts to talk about what she does. So, so in this verse, or verses, it's highlighting of who she is versus what she does. What she is and who she is is a direct reflection of what she does. See, what she's doing is reflecting what's on the inside of her. See, it says here, men, that she, that you, that men can trust. Now, this is very interesting because there's three questions that in this friendship phase we're going to ask. So there's one question that women are going to ask us, not like directly, but indirectly in their mind, they're going to probably ask this question. And they're going to say, can I trust this man with my life? That's what women are going to ask. And for me, I have to, and listen, I have to answer that question. That question cannot go unanswered. Because if that question, because again, we can proceed forward into the courtship. And let me tell you, man, women will be okay with proceeding forward. But the questions still have to be answered. She won't fully trust you. She may trust you with certain things, but not all things. And we have to be able to answer that question. But here's the here, here's here's two. Two questions that men are going to ask. Can I trust her with my heart? That's one. Number two. Is she a woman worth performing for? We as men, we're going to perform for a woman. We're going to perform. And it's either going to be for her or for something else. But we are going to perform. But the scripture says that the husband can trust her. And so the question that we as men need to ask when we're in this friendship phase is can we trust her with our heart? See, I used to be the man like, man, she look good. Man, she got a body. Man, she's successful. Man, she got money. Man, she's a VP. And there are some men out here that are thinking the same thing. Not all men. I'm not saying all men. But see, right here it says that can we trust? Can we? But see here, Proverbs 31 says he trusts her. But then... Here's what it also says. She will greatly 
enrich his life. So in the friendship, what is she bringing? We'll talk about that. But then, here's what illuminates all of it. It says she brings him good. See, see, there, see, see, there's some men right now that's talking to some women. That that woman brings her brings him no no good, just heartaches and pain. Now again, I talked about men in the, ep- in the other episode, so this is now talking about talking about what men should be looking for in a woman. So so don't take this offensively, but there are some women out here who do not bring men any good. They don't. But see, the Bible says he she she brings him good, not harm. And check this out. It said all the days of her life. So the question, men, that we need to be asking is, is she bringing good into our lives every single day? See, the question must be answered. See, I'm just trying to get you to the path of success. I'm trying to get myself to the path of success. See, see, I, I, I want to get rid of the fluff. I'm trying to get rid of the, the, the ancillary things. See, I'm trying to get rid of the, the, the shallow things that society has taught me that, that, that I should be looking for. But this was the commonly used scripture that I heard, and I didn't even have a clue until when I read verse 10 through 12 that, oh, hold on. I must first trust and that she must greatly enrich my life. She must bring good all the days of her life. So when the friendship, what is she bringing? Let's find out. So. Now we're going to talk about qualifiers for courtship for men, men only. What should we look for? What, what, so what, what should we really look for? So we're going to go and turn, I want you, I want to turn your attention to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 11. Then we're going to transition over to 1 Peter chapter 3, 1 through 6. And we're going to read through this. And then I'm going to back up and say, okay, now we need to break out. What are the things we need to look for as men into women? Now hear me out. So in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 11, here's what it says. It says, in the same way, their wives, their partners, must be respected, must not slander others, They must exercise self-control and be faithful in everything they do. Then in 1 Peter chapter 3, 1 through 6, it reads, In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then even if you refuse to obey the good news, your godly lies will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. 
This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband, Abraham, and called him master. You are her daughters when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. Now, this is some powerful stuff here. Now, I know some people probably get out there and they hear certain words and they're like, oh, here James goes. Now, listen, relax, okay? And I'm going to break this down to you very simple so you don't get offended. But I'm not here to offend you. I'm just here to tell you the truth. And then you take it for what it's worth. There are six things, men, that we should look for in women. Six things. Number one, she must be respectful and respected. Now, there are some people who are kind of, let's just say, not so professional, not so uh, 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 um, as nice as you would as you would see. Now. I know as, as a man that I would pay attention to when, when I was younger and immature because I was in that boyhood phase, that emotional, immature phase of my life where I would not pay attention of how respectful a woman is. She'll be short. I remember talking to, this was when I was like in college and I was talking to this young lady and she had a bad attitude. She was not respectful to her, to her, uh, her, um, her roommates. She was not well liked. And you know what? I was like, well, you know, maybe she just needs somebody to show her the way. And you know what happened? I started to become negative. See, respect, as I learned, is earned, not given. Here's what I learned in the kingdom. Trust is given, but respect is earned. So when the Bible says, or when Peter says that hey, this woman must be respectful and respected. What that highlights to us men is that she has done something to earn the respect of you and of other people that she has developed relationships with. So people are now attracted to who she is versus what she does or or what she looks like. But see, what we sometimes as men do is we kind of we kind of get into these lustful ways. Well, ah, we can bypass that because she does look good. She got a body. Look, I'm trying to keep it real here. But we're not paying attention. Well, is she respectful? Does her does her family respect her? Does her friends respect her? Does her peers respect her? Does her elders respect her? Is she respectful? 
See, in the in the friendship, here's what you have to understand. There's an earning process. You can't demand respect, but you can earn it. And it's based upon what you do. It's who, it's who you are. It's just within inside you. She must. Now notice, it never said option. It didn't say if she feels like it. She must. And if she's not, quit now, save money. But then number two, she must not be a gossiper or slanderer of people. Now, again, I'm not boxing women into this. This is not all women. There, there are exceptions, right? There, there are men who gossip all the time. Now, for, for, for the audience here, now notice <laughs> that in the must-be's for the man, it never associated gossip or slander. Now, again, I'm not saying this is all women. It's not. But what typically happens is because, you know, women love to talk. That, hey, oh, did you hear about, hey, man, did you hear about Susan yesterday? Hey, did you hear about what this, what, 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 what you know, what, what Bob was doing? Hey, did you hear about that? Hey, man, did you, hey, let me, hey, did you hear about that news? My thing, thing that was on the news? Oh, man, oh, hey. You, listen, one of the abominable things that God does not like the most, now it's like seven things, right? It's in Proverbs. One of them is a gossiper. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And what you speak is exactly what you get. So when your mouth is on someone else's life and you're speaking death into somebody's life and you're speaking the problem into somebody's life, how in the heck from Proverbs 31, verse 10 through 12, is she bringing good? It says the husband trusts her. Let's even take a step back. God sees, again, all, all men are not called to be all men are not called to be husbands, but the ones that are called to be husbands and the ones that aspire. It says that she brings him all good, brings him good, not harm, all the days. So what does gossip do? It destroys. Does, it, it, does she speak negative all the time? Listen, I'm not talking about if she had a bad day. I'm not talking about if she's a bad person or, 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 or maybe she's feeling a certain kind of way. I'm not talking about that. What the Bible is saying, what Peter is saying is, it, it is her natural bent every single time is constantly slandering and gossiping about uh, things that she has no business talking about. Because again, if she is, you should quit now save money. See, and I'm going out here talking to, you know, I'm dating, you know, and this is when I was young. I'm dating women. Oh, because they look good. But guess what? They're gossiping. And he, hey, here's a tip, man. If she's gossiping about people in the friendship of people you don't know, what do you think she's going to do with you when you don't do what she expects you to do? 
What do you think she, what do you think she's going to do to you? Oh, you think she's going to change because you're just this nice, good looking man? No. This is in the friendship. So is she gossiping? And by the way, is she speaking? Again, I'll even say this. Hey, is she just, is, is she like eavesdropping all the time? Because I'm telling you, you better be leery of that. Number three, she must exercise self-control. I mean, we talked about this. Hey, listen, babies are created by two people. You know, the men ain't doing it by themselves, right, women? There, there has to be somebody there, right? So there has to be some type of self-control in terms of her mind, her body, her spirit. Is she disciplined? Meaning, is she showing the proper disciplines as a woman to now know, can I trust her with my heart? Because if she's not doing the things that she needs to do in order for you to trust her with your heart, then why are you even? Why would we even consider that? Why would we even try to bring that into our space? See, see, uh, see, Apostle Paul, Paul and Peter were very specific. See, this is not optional, but see, we try to make it optional because we think that this thing is optional. Now, again, you don't have to do this. Trust me, you don't have to do this. See, but I did it the world's way for 15 years of my life. And I told you, I was diagnosed with BBD. Broke, busted, and disgusted. That's what it means. Stay away from that. Listen, you don't have to know if somebody's shooting at you when somebody gets shot. If you hear the bullets flying by, hey, believe it. But some people are like, I, I, I just need to experience myself. Okay, fine. But it must be. Here's the must be. Number four, she must display faithfulness. Now, this is interesting. Faithfulness in what? Faithfulness in the little things. Hey, is she, is, she, is she consistent in her attitude? Is she consistent? Is she like this? Or is she like this? Up, down. Today's good. Today's sad. Today's happy. Today's bad. And listen, I'm not pretending that things don't happen. I'm not saying any of those things, okay? But again, the Bible, according to Luke 16, 1 through 10, when it talks about the shrewd manager and it says that he was faithful over little, will be faithful over much. Hey, let me tell you something. In the friendship, when, when again, there's really no kind of like expectations, like you need to do this or do that. None of those kinds of things there, right? But now when we're in the friendship, is she, is she calling? Is she is she uh, reciprocating? Is she is she displaying the type of trust that you that both of you would be uh, vulnerable in? Is she being vulnerable? Is she being forthright? Is she being honest? Or is she the one? Well, I'm independent. Well, I'm independent, and, and you need to pursue me. 
Oh, yeah, that's really going to make me pursue you. I'm going to tell you, women, that turns a man off if you when you come out and say, well, the man is supposed to pursue. Okay. Good luck. And I'm going to show you in scripture exactly what I mean, because that's a little bit off base. Not little. That's off base. But does she display faithfulness? If she's not displaying faithfulness in the friendship, guys, quit now, save money. Well, James, she looks good. Okay. Quit now, save money. Number five. She must understand the position of the man. Now, I want to highlight this. Because I don't want to pretend. But this is what, and again, I'm not talking about male chauvinists because we, there are men out there who are male chauvinists and I don't agree with that. I'm not talking about men who are narcissists. I don't agree with that. But men, here's what we, I'm talking to real men who are single, who are in maybe in relationships and, and who are ready to move on. Now, Peter says that the, the wives must accept the authority of their husband. Now, there are some women who will push back and say, see, see, control. He's trying to control. He's trying to control the situation. See, James trying to control the situation. Oh, they try to control the situation. Listen, I'm going to make this very simple. And follow me on this, okay? So, you work for X company out there. So, there's a company you work for. And in this company that you work for, that there's a department that you work in. In the department that you work in, there is a assigned leader for that department. So if, so if anything good or bad happens, the CEO can now go to that leader to say, what's going on? Because the person who, are, who is over the department has to give an account for what's going on in the department. So what Peter is saying to the women and what and what and what kingdom again the mindset is is that now that she understands that hey that when it comes to this thing called life that the woman's life your life is not a game he must ensure that you are provided for that you are taken care of that your heart your soul your mind is taken care of. And so when something happens that is out of order, guess who God is going to go to? First, husbands, hey, what, what's, what's going on? Now, I work for a company who I report to a, my boss, 
And I and, and guess what? My boss reports to his boss. So if anything happens, the 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 owner, the CEO goes to my boss to say, hey, what's going on? Now that does not mean that I don't have my own mind. I have my own mind. I have my own thoughts. I have, hey, if, if there's concerns, I express those concerns. That don't make me less than. What that just basically says that there is a hierarchy, there is a protocol, there is a process in terms of how things fall within the organization. That's the same thing when it comes to kingdom. It doesn't make women less than, it doesn't make women like, oh, they don't have an idea or a clue. That is not what this, that this is not the talk for that. I am not belittling because I have four daughters and they are geniuses, okay? Trust me, they, they was way smarter than me when, when, when I was growing up, okay? Way smarter. But what this is saying is, does she understand the position that this man will have in her life? So the must be is that she must first understand, she must understand the position that he holds. See, if the woman that's in the independent phase or the dependent phase, oh, I need a man. Well, guess what? It's hard to be in a partnership with that person because guess what? They're constantly needy. I need you. I need you. They're dependent. That's not what, that's not what kingdom is. Then the independent is, I don't need a man. And look, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, you know, more power to you. But does this woman understand the position you have? The position that you will hold in her life? Listen, how she is in the friendship is exactly how she's going to be in the courtship. And that is not an exception. So if she's already showing you... Hey, man, you ain't going to leave me. I like you. Yeah, you smart. Yeah, you cute. But hey, I'll let you leave me in this section, but not in this area. Listen, in all areas. In the phase of interdependence, there has to be partnership. But the only way a woman will ever come from, listen, men, Please hear me out. The only way she's going to come from that independent phase to interdependence is if you and I are in the phase of manhood. Because in, in manhood, we provide emotional maturity, which provides an environment that is conducive to growth, vulnerability, transparency, and security. That's it. But if she does not understand in kingdom, the position you hold that you could potentially, okay, hold in her life, quit now, say, but hey, there are many women I've taught that, that, that I've encountered where I'm like, hmm, nah, mm -mm, no, 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 because I have children. Right. And I got to be mindful to whatever I put in front of them is exactly what I'm promoting. 
See, because what my children are going to do, say subconsciously is, well, well, dad accepted this. So I guess that I can do this because kids are going to do and parents, you know, this kids are going to do what you do, not what you say. You can't tell a child, oh, well, stop smoking, but you got a cigarette in your mouth. So when as a man in as a man in, in navigating this world and understanding how this qual- these qualifiers for courtship kind of makes it work for kingdom is to understand, does she have the mindset of what position that I could potentially have in her life? And does she understand what that position entails? Because if she doesn't, there's going to be a battle. There's going, there's going to be a power struggle. And I've seen it. I've seen it in, in, in my family. It's been through all of my family, right? A lot of them. With me and other relationships, absolutely. So the question number five is, does she understand? And if she doesn't, she does qualify. That doesn't mean, that does not mean, hey, she's not going to qualify later. That just means right now. No. She must first understand. It says she must. It's not an option. Number six. It says that she must work on her attitude. And what this means is developing a positive mental attitude. Now, notice I didn't say positive thinking. I didn't see here. Okay, the, is she saying, I'm thinking positive, I'm thinking positive, I'm thinking positive. That's not, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm looking for. But here's what Peter highlights in here. And I want to highlight this. Here's what it says, verse four. So it says in Peter 1, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 4, it says, women, you should clothe yourselves instead of the beauty that comes from within the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Now, follow this. Now, there's some women who be like, see, uh," he said, I don't have a voice. Can you relax? Relax. I'm not talking about, uh, listen, this is not about you don't have a voice here. What this is basically saying is that, 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 when, when, when you rest in God and in the spirit of God comes gentleness, quietness, comes a, 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 a wisdom of understanding of how, of how you can influence your man in a way, and again to Proverbs 31 verse 12, and bring him good all the days of his life. See, but if you don't, if you're not gentle and you don't have the mind, meaning that it's quiet to where you can hear to say, okay, what is it that, what is it that this man, once you identified that he's, you know, that you want to proceed forward with him to say, hold on, what can I do to move him on? See, look, it says right here that, It's precious to God. 
when you develop that inner beauty. See, and in this inner beauty, there has to be a mindset that a woman approaches her life with, with some tenacity when it comes to her personal development. See, there's one thing to say, okay, I'm the, I have a relationship with God. There's another thing when she says, now I need to, uh, I need to work out that salvation where it proves that I am a child of God. Now you're not earning salvation. You're just basically displaying what, 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 what has already happened on the inside. See, there's a transformation that happens on the inside. See, see, see some things that society can't really see. There's some, some things that money cannot buy and money can't buy a positive mental attitude. You, gotta, you have to earn that. You, have to, you, you basically have to work for that, I would say. Not earn, but you have to work for that. So is she developing, is she pressing in, in terms of her mindset to develop a positive mental attitude? Because in the, because in the, in the scripture, it did say that she brings him good all the days. It didn't say some days. It didn't say half days. It didn't say 75% days. And see, and what happens is, is that, see, 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 you know, see, there are some quiet women out there, right? Who said, well, I, I don't rudely say anything to, to, to men, but it's not outwardly. It can be inwardly. It can be inward. It can be inwardly. A man can be expressing his emotions and you dismiss him. And you'd be like, mm-hmm, I hear you. And you know what you do? Not all women. Again, this is not all women. What I'm saying is, again, this is what men, we need to be looking out for. See, because it's attitude. See, the woman is going to illuminate the, the, the environment of your life. See, you're going to set it up, but she'll illuminate it. She's going to make sure that it's sustained. But if she's negative, but she's a gossiper. She's around negative people. She's constantly bashing and at the lip and trying to fight and trying to be in an authority. Oh, well, I'm going to show you that I can do what you can do. Quit now, save money. Is she developing that positive mental attitude? But number one, she has to have a relationship with God and she has to continue to develop that relationship with God. But number two, what is she doing to sustain the growth? Is she growth-minded? Is she pressing in? And let me tell you, if she's leaning more on her talent versus her work ethic, you should quit now, men. If she's if, if she's leaning more towards her beauty, well, look at my look at my shirt, look at my clothes, look at my body, look at my hair, look at my face, and and you know constantly you know taking pictures in in the in the in the mirror in the bathrooms and all over the place, but yet you don't see the work ethic. Be leery to proceed forward, because in this thing. In a relationship, to have a successful relationship, it requires work. But what is she doing? Is she developing a positive mental attitude? 
But I want to say this. What we should really pay attention to, man, is this. And here's the, here's the quote. Is she doing what is right versus what feels right? And I'll put that in the statement. She needs to do what is right and not what feels right. And if she's not showing that, guys, men, please be leery. But these are the must-be's. But I'm 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 winding down because I, I want to hit on something because again, this all brings us to this closure. The commonly used statement that I hear women say, not all women again, some. A man should pursue the woman. And I'm like, what? The man should pursue the woman. I, and I've had women tell me that before. And I'm like, hmm. That's interesting. So I said, well, I've asked people, well, well, well where do you get that from? And they say Proverbs 18.22. And I'll read it here for you. But let me give you the definition of pursue so where we can have some perspective to this. So the biblical definition of pursue in the Greek word means to aim at, be after. Okay. Okay. So when I, when I heard that biblical definition, I said, okay, so... So they're saying we need to aim at something. So I guess when a man finds out what he's looking at, he's going to pursue. He's going to be after it. Hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. But let's read Proverbs eighteen twenty two and see what it read what what it says before we get into the details of this. But in Proverbs eighteen twenty two, it says the man who finds. A wife finds a treasure and he receives favor from the Lord. Now notice it never said pursue. And I want to debunk this because there are people out there. There are women out there with the mindset that the man are, is supposed to pursue the woman. And I want to debunk this. Now, this is King Solomon. And he's now saying, okay, it's the man who finds. So I said, okay, hold on. Find is different from pursue. But let's figure out what the definition means. And let's break this down and see if we can understand what King Solomon was really saying. Let's read it. Biblical definition in the Greek word here, find, is to discover, discovery, detection. So I said, okay, okay, discover, discovery, detection. So let's find out what the definition of discovery means or discover. Here's what it says. Find something 
or someone unexpectedly or in the course of a search. Hmm. Now, check this out. So what King Solomon is saying is that when a man is in pursuit of his purpose, that along the journey of pursuing his purpose, he will discover and find in this search of, his, of, of, of what God has asked him to become and be and do, he will find the very thing that he aspired or was called to be. And that was a husband. That is a husband. See, what society is pumping into our minds, my mind, is the mere fact that there are people out here, women out here, men, telling you, telling me, well, you need to pursue me. And here's the question I'm asking. Well, what is it that I'm pursuing? I don't know if I like you. I don't know if you have a bad attitude. I don't know if you are respected or you're respectful, but yet you want me to just, all right, yeah, let's go pursue. And seeing what that really tells me more than anything is, well, she's obviously not in, in phase three of partnership. I don't need a man. I don't need this. And you know what? I need a man, but, but you know what? You need to do this. And look, and I'm telling you, this is, this, is, this is not me. This is not me adding to the scriptures. This is not me putting my thought. This is the biblical definition of what I'm telling you. It says a man who finds that is not pursued. And I want to debunk this because if you're of, if a woman is of the mindset, you need to pursue, quit now, save money. And here's what I want you to know. And this is to me. There's 365 million people and counting in the United States of America. Half of those people are women. And men, single men, you're only looking for one. You're only looking for one. So if she doesn't want to be in partnership with you, if she's so on the curve of I can find somebody else who can provide for my needs, or hey, I don't need you, and I can, I just want you. Listen. Next. Don't try to pigeonhole this thing. You're only looking for one. That's it. But we have to understand. See, these are see these are things that people just put out there, and and you know they not they don't necessarily know what they're what they're saying. The Bible didn't say you should be pursuing a woman. And never said that. You should be pursuing a woman. That is your purpose: is to pursue a woman. Now, don't get me wrong. You should have feelings for a woman. If it, again, if, if that's your future spouse, of course. But there should be mutual, because I'm going to show you in the end, in closing remarks, exactly why, exactly what I mean. And I'll close with this. So now we understand the phases that men 
and women go through. And I'll just give you some perspective in terms of mindset, giving you some perspective in terms of must-bes for men and women. And I want to preface this to say, you don't have to do any of this. I'm just giving you some thought process to really think about when the scripture talks about these things and how to really navigate and what to observe to say, hey, is this person on the path of kingdom? Now, there are some people who will want to stay in the childhood phase. There are men who would like to stay in the boyhood phase, and that is no problem. But this message is for men who are ready to move forward. This message is for women who are ready to move forward. If you want to stay in your independent phase and you don't care about all this other stuff, hey, that's great. God bless you. Just recommend this to another friend and we are all good. But for those who are really ready to move on, let me highlight something for you before we close. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, I want to close with this. So Peter is giving mindset to the men. Now he says husbands. Now again, there are men who are actually husbands right now. This is for you. Men who are engaged or in the, that courtship phase, this is for you. And for single men, this is for us. It says, in the same way, verse 7, you husbands must give honor to your wives. It's not an option. Again, Respect and honor is earned. In the friendship is earned. In the courtship is protected. You must. We must. Then Peter says something else. And I want to illuminate this. I want to give you thought process, men and women, on this. It says, men, treat your wife with understanding as you live together. Now, obviously, this is for men who are actually married, so you, you shouldn't be moving in with anyone until marriage. But get the gist of this. It says, treat her with understanding. Understand how she moves. Understand what her what her what her strengths are, what her weaknesses are. Understand how she functions. Understand what 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 makes her mad and what makes her happy. Understand. So number two, we must understand what we're getting into. Because if we don't know what we're getting into, there is a result that happens. Number three, it says, she may be weaker than you. Now, again, I don't want, you know, the women out there, oh, there goes James and again, so we're weak, huh? Listen, here's what it means. In most cases, not all, okay? In most cases, what Peter is, is identifying is that 
from a physical sense, in most cases, men are naturally stronger than women. That's what Peter's saying. He's not saying they're weaker, they're lesser than, they don't know how to think. He just says, hey, from a physical standpoint, they're just, they're, they're not stronger than you. Hear what he says, though. But she is your equal partner. She is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Here's what I want to illuminate to you. If you are in a friendship, men, and you are looking at her as a piece of meat, if you are looking at her as a, well, she just, yeah, she's a trophy wife. Oh, I see her as this. Anything outside of a partnership is not on the path of success. Now, again, some people may not agree with this. That's okay. That's all right. Hey, we can all disagree. We can agree to disagree. But what I'm saying to you, to get the relationship on the path of success is to understand, man, stepping into a friendship and saying, okay, hey, is she displaying the must-bees? We now need to have the mindset that she's not any, she's not less than, she's not the, the person that doesn't know how to think or, oh, well, well, she doesn't know how to provide for herself. No, she's an equal partner no matter what phase she's in. If you decide, if she decides that you want to come into a potential courtship, God is saying she's an equal partner to you. She's an equal partner to me. She's not less than. She's equal than. Let me tell you this. She's not more than. She's equal than. She's not less than. She's equal than. To you. To me. Last but not least, number four. It says, treat her as you should. So your prayers will not be hindered. If you are disrespecting, if you are not giving honor when honor has been earned and now honor needs to be protected, I'm telling you men, men, you, you and me, you and I, if we're not doing the things that we know we are supposed to do in the friendship first, we are not evaluating the woman through the lens of the must-bees and we're like, oh, well, that's, that's whatever. And we're kind of bypassing all that and then now we're getting in this whatever relationship. Again, the world's way is dating. And let me tell you something. In this dating, it's an option if you should give honor or no honor. It's an option if you want to give respect or no respect. It's an option. But here's the problem. God doesn't hear you. If you're looking for success, 
men, you and I, to move forward in strength, she must understand the role you play in or could, that you could potentially play in her life because this is not a game. Because prayers can be hindered. Success can be hindered. Things could be hindered simply because honor is not given in the beginning. Because understanding is not being provided in the friendship. And by the way, in the way you're approaching the friendship, man, you and I, we're not looking at her as an equal. We're looking at her more than or less than. And let me tell you, when it's more than, hey, guess what? She is not God because guess what? God can only be God. And no one's going to take, no one's going to take his place. And she can't be less than because guess what? She's equal to you. And you're a king and she's a queen. In closing remarks, these are the qualifiers for courtship. So I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to Kingdom Success University. Please subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Thank you and have a great day. To view all recordings, please go to my YouTube channel, which is called Kingdom Success University, or visit my website at www.beachamsconsultingservices.com. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Success University podcast.